Welcome to the podcast, Sometimes Dead is Better. And it's me, Kristen. And me, Chris. Hey, it's Brian. How's everybody doing today? (laughs) Hey, Brian. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Feeling good. How did you get in here? I walked right in, sat right down, said I've got thoughts about this movie. (laughs) Okay. All right, cool. I guess we'll let them stay, right? Yeah, well, this is our um, second uh, threesome. Threesome. Right. (laughs) As a... Uh, the last one being the classic episode, The Lost Boys. So right. excited to, to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> we had so much fun last time. It got a little sticky, but... Ah, jeez. <laughs> so I guess we'll just get right into it. And how do we start this, this show, Brian? We start the show by talking about what have you been watching? Everyone's favorite segment. Yay! Play the theme song. Oh, we do need a theme song. (laughs) Brian, you're good at that. What have you been watching this week? (laughs) Tell us all about it. We want to (laughs) hear. I like it. All right, so Chris, what have you been watching? So I went and watched um, Booksmart at the theater. The new um, Olivia Wilde movie. Right. That, um, you know, has been getting a lot of uh, press because it's, you know, a female-directed female starring sort of super bad take on the high school movie. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, that's pretty accurate, you know. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, it's just as funny as, you know, everyone has, has said it is. It's easily as funny as Superbad, I think. I mean, that's pretty high praise, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah um, Brian used to watch Superbad I got on a time. kick a few years back yeah. where I just wanted to watch that all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe I should slow down a little bit because I haven't seen Superbad sometime. But it's, it's really funny. It's really funny. I, I think it's easily up there with that. Well, that's wonderful. Um, the two main stars are awesome. Uh, and then there are Billy Lord, Carrie Fisher's daughter, plays for like the third main star i suppose that's you know and uh she is worth the price of admission all by herself she is so freaking funny does she look like carrie fisher not Not really really, uh, no i don't think i've ever seen this person i mean i think i had scream queens or maybe the new star wars movie there's one scene where she has her hair in a bun (laughs) she's in the new star wars movie she has like a yeah she's like one of the like workers but on scream queens she was hilarious and that was before i I didn't realize it was carrie fisher's daughter at the time but she is uh, she's great. Yeah. So she just needs to be in everything as far as I'm concerned because she's by far my favorite right now. Um, so what have you guys been watching? So what have we been watching? I've been watching The Sopranos. Yeah. I Sometimes I come home early from being out at night and you're. I think you're always kind of like, <laughs> can I just finish this in peace? Like I have caught the tail end of a couple episodes that you've been watching. I forget how fucking good that show is. Oh, it's so good. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? Just it, like the small little... It is so good. Uh, but no, what we watched that was one of my favorite things was we watched Free Solo, the documentary. Yeah, that was fantastic. And I was blown away by it. Do you know what it's about? Is that the mountain climber thing? Yeah. I haven't seen it, no, but um, is that on Netflix or... Hulu. Hulu. It's wonderful. It's, it really is. I just can't even... It, it made me cry. Well, he lives, right? Yes. Well, okay. Never mind. Oh, you do a bit. No, Well, yeah, that's one of the reasons. Like, I wanted. Like, I was okay with watching it because I was like, okay, I, I saw him at the Oscars. Yeah, He's that's okay. the, kind of the extent of my knowledge of it. Is oh, because like, 
because that's just I couldn't. I'm certain. I, I don't. I don't. I don't believe they would have released a movie. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I understand there's some sort of ordeal he went through, perhaps. <laughs> but it's just so well done. The the detail that goes into kind of his story. I mean, he's just a really interesting guy. I mean, it talks about his life and his family, and it's really, really well. And then just the footage, the footage of him up on the mountain. It's amazing. It really is good. It's amazing. And is also, that, is it, it Everest? Is it Mount Everest he's doing? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, he, that's, he's like a, um, he, he climbs without ropes. What do they call it? I forget. Free soloing. Is that what it is? <laughs> I was going to make that joke, but is that the actual thing they call it? I think so, yeah. Oh, right. Um, so, no, I mean, he, you couldn't do that. Uh, I mean, Mount Everest anyway. Anyway, that's a whole other beast. But, no, he just, like, climbs mountains. Well, walls. Like, it's like wall walls. faces. Yes. So they're more flat, right? Yes. So you can scale them. But, yeah, the guy is super interesting. And then they just go into his life. Ethan Hunt. Yes, Ethan Hunt. And then it just it really made me think deep about things. Because, like, I kind of just thought, oh, this is a guy who's really good at climbing shit. But then you watch it, and he knows every single place his thumb's going to go, his foot's going to go. He knows every single move. And he studied it for years and years with the ropes until he finally does it without the ropes. And it's just, it just made me realize that when you see other people doing these amazing things and you think they're just good at it. And it's just like, I could never do that. And it's like, but you don't realize how much work they're going into it. And with him, too, like, he also has, like, Part of his fear factor is not quite there, you know, so he has these other reasons why he can do it. But he's also just all he does is work at it. So it's pretty it's just amazing. Movies about people that are like really good at things usually end up depressing me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like, I don't know. It's just him, too. It's just he's just a complicated character as in himself. It's, it's wonderful. I'm definitely going to watch it. I mean, it's, it seems uh, pretty interesting. Uh, but then we also finished Fleabag season two. Yep, which Fleabag we love. Season two, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you haven't seen that? I have not seen that. No, all, my only knowledge is that I was telling you guys earlier that it's about a, a hot priest. Right, that's been uh, what's been it's been kind of boiled down to this yeah. season, all over Twitter. But so the first season, uh, so the the creator and writer is her name is Phoebe Waller Bridge, and she had this on Broadway, or well, not on Broadway, but on like in a play form first, and then she. Uh, transformed it to a TV show, and it's just—it's hard for me to picture that as a play. That doesn't seem feel like a play. Well, I guess you can kind—I of, mean, it's kind of her talking to. Yeah, I guess those the, parts. The audience is um, usually kind things of see in that. a play. Usually, things like that are set in a play or start out that way. They're they're in a room, limited, or, yeah, in right, with the settings, yeah. right? And this goes all over the place. So yeah, I'm not know exactly what the play entailed. Maybe it was more of a shorter story. Maybe all in the cafe or something but but it's brilliant why is it called fleabag she calls herself that like not like in the show but if you read the description it says like fleabag does this fleabag does that right but she's never referred to that in the show no one calls her that no is that how she feels about herself you think i guess so but it's wonderful so they did the first season and then we had to wait a long time for the second season because she made the show killing eve i think she was also in star wars too right she played like a droid yeah or the ship? She did what? She was in uh, this Han Solo movie. She was like the voice or something. Oh. Yeah. But, and then Fleabag season two is wonderful, and that's where the hot priest comes mm. in. Who, um... Who's that actor? Do you know? Well, it's it's the guy who... Did you ever watch the show Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch? Oh, yeah. Right, right. Um, he's Moriarty at the end, which we, which I remember being disappointed. Like, we had all this build up to who, who Moriarty was, and then, like, this little guy comes out, 
I didn't think he was very menacing. But anyway, um, but in this, he's adorable. I wouldn't say he's like hot. We were trying to figure that out. Very, well, very I got to say that the first thing that popped up on Twitter this morning when I opened it was like just a gif of the hot priest and Fleabag making out. So Twitter disagrees because... And I think it was just like hot priest, hot priest, hot priest, hashtag. <laughs> and I'm not even searching for that stuff. I'm not, I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> but yeah, but he's great. You don't great. wake up in the morning and yeah, start searching yeah, and hot priests. Not even a joke That's or a bit. That's literally what happened in my past. He's adorable and he's just he's a great character and they are wonderful together. It's just, there's so much emotion to it, right, Brian? It's just so good. It's Yeah, it's so creative. It's so well done. I don't want to give anything away, but it goes places <laughs> that are unexpected. Yes, that I've never seen before in a TV show. Ooh. Seriously, yeah, for so real. It's and it's and it's very, but it's still very real. And so, if they if they were not to do a new season, would it be like concluded, or is it kind of open ended? Or I th- I'd be surprised if they didn't do another season. But the way they ended it, it, it could be an interesting end to the story if that's oh, the way yeah, they chose yeah. to. Yeah, but I'd be surprised if they didn't do another one. I also saw that they're working on the Russian Doll season two. Oh, I'm excited about that. Yeah, uh, so, but I, I want to rewatch that. Yeah, I was thinking that too. But I just wonder what they're gonna do. I hate. I don't want her to get stuck in a time loop again. No, you know, I, I think or... they're clever enough. Although, just have some other conceit entirely. I mean, okay. I think it'll be something maybe sci-fi-ish, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think, I, I guess I trust them to. I, I miss that guy, the actor guy in there. Remember how he was so good? Oh yeah. I wonder what he else. What are they gonna do? Um, Netflix show mashups where you have like the characters from Russian Doll, and but they're they meet the Stranger Things. Oh, that'd be people. Cool. That'd be fun. Why don't they do that? That's <laughs> my idea for Russian Doll season two. They're in 1984 and they see the Stranger Things kids. That'd be fun. They just see them. And <laughs> <laughs> they just they're just by. at the mall. Oh, what are those kids doing? The end. <laughs> and so that mall. Have you watched the trailers for the new? Stranger Things. I've seen at least one of them. Yeah, okay, really so that mall they com- they completely rebuilt it. I mean, built it to look like um, a mall from 1985, and you can go visit it. It's oh, like really? down in Canton or somewhere around here. And so Brian oh, here? got a they little... shoot Stranger Things in Georgia. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. you can also go on a tour and you can go see Hopper's cabin and like other stuff. So they keep they keep the stuff so that way they can make money off showing it off. But Brian was like a. A mall in the 80s? That sounds awesome. That'd be fun to go see. That would be fun to go see. Especially if they had like the music store and they just had all these tapes. They gotta have it right. down to the detail. They're filming in it. So I bet it's... That'd be so cool. Yeah. All right. So before we get into our movie, uh, what are we drinking, Chris? Yeah. Well, I guess we should, uh, so it makes sense, announce that the movie we're doing is Alien, which right. we'll talk about in a minute. Um, so this week, you know, we found a Alien, th- well, not really an alien themed beer, so much as a space themed beer, which is even more ironic now that I know how you feel about space. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> oh, this no. This beer is so boring. Guys, we haven't even gotten there. So it's Elysium Space Dust. Yes, it has a. Bottled in Seattle, Washington. Yeah, what's the thing on the front? It's not avocado, it's an a, artichoke. Artichoke. And throwing up space dust. Yeah. And it's out of Seattle. Uh, yes. I thought, it, I think it's uh, delicious, actually. It's an IPA. Uh, and so uh, it wasn't for me. Yeah, we failed just like, on all levels. Just <laughs> <laughs> don't like IPA, don't like hops, don't like space, don't like aliens. <laughs> um, now people are going to be getting mad at me already. We'll we'll get into uh, my um, thinking Spoiler in a minute. Alert. Kristen is bored by space. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, yeah. So it was too hoppy. I, I gave mine to Brian. So it was delicious. So we were talking about the 1979 masterpiece, Alien. Yes, and both Chris and I said, oh my gosh, we weren't born. 
And to Brian's, ugh. I didn't care. No, I know. It just sounded funny. Um, this is the first movie that we've done that predates our existence. <laughs> it's a weird uh-huh. way of saying that, but right? We haven't, all, most other movies have been. Yeah, is there anything else we've done? That, I don't think so. Yeah. Not yet. I think we have some on our list, but yeah. we haven't done them yet. So we have history with this movie. Oh, right. That we should talk about. Yeah. So we watched. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, first, I just think it's. I. Well, let's establish one thing that this is, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time. So I, I get emotional about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but with that established, let's get into our history. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was like 22, we decided to watch Alien. And usually what happens when the three of us would watch a movie is we would drink and we would make jokes and it would be fun. And so we start this movie and it's just like nothing for a long time. And so I make jokes and I get in trouble and I get shushed. And then I am um, mad the rest of the movie because of that. I doubt anybody shushed you. You were not. Come on. You. you. Yeah, okay. It's probably entirely possible. But anyway, so. But I feel like the real drama came at the movie's conclusion where you were asked your opinion. Right. And it wasn't yeah. satisfactory. <laughs> yeah. The way I remember it is that I don't remember. I think we all watched it and Chris and I were probably mesmerized the whole time. And then we finished it and wanted to hear what you had to say, thinking, wow, I bet she was blown away by that. <laughs> and you just talked about how boring it was. Oh. And we just wanted to shake you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but that was a long time ago. Right. So, so now we watched it again. Right, and so what's your take this well, time? Well, we should establish that we watched the 4K version yeah. that just came out on uh, 4K. Yeah, <laughs> um, so we, <laughs> um, which uh, I think we at least all agree it looked fantastic. Yeah, it really did for a 40 year old movie. For a 40 year old movie, yeah, it looked yeah. good, like you. I mean, for anything, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it looked really good. But it, yeah, so that was a long time ago that I watched it. I was a young person. Uh, so we watched it again. So maybe your taste in movies have matured. Maybe and you're I more feel the same. Sophisticated now. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> so there were the whole thing was boring. There were no parts. There were some parts that you got into. I heard you gasp. I heard you gasp. Yeah. Laughter. Come on. Yeah, but it just wasn't any like if I if you were like, hey, let's watch go go watch Alien again. I'd be like, nah, I got it. Is that bad? I mean, I, I liked the parts that. We'll we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, but overall, like, if you had to, um, I mean, would you even recommend it to anybody? I guess not. I don't know. It seems like not, I mean, it seems like something that everybody has seen and everybody loves, but I don't see, like, young people, unless they're... See, I, I kind of disagree. I think that that you were probably in a, a generation where you grew up with that as a cultural reference, right? With the whole alien coming out of the stomach thing you probably saw that parodied in 500 different movies right balls <laughs> right i mean that was such a, a common reference for a long time that so when you actually saw the movie you're like well i kind of know what's going to happen i've seen this done before in silly ways and so maybe it has less maybe. impact but i think like millennials people in their 20s i feel like all those references to the alien coming out of the stomach those are kind of gone away that's not like a thing anymore that i don't think think you see referenced as much so i actually think that people like teenagers in their 20s if they saw that new i, I don't think they would know what was coming as well, much as and I, you I, did. I think we kind of talked about this i don't know if 
I don't think it's specifically this movie or anything. I think I just don't care for space movies. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that because I don't think that adds up at all. <laughs> like when, when, when they're all like sitting around in their space outfits. like <laughs> They're wearing normal like. <laughs> right. <laughs> talking about like the spaceship is, you know not going the trajectory that we needed to. I think it just bores me and it makes me tired. Like, no, like the new Cloverfield movie that came out, I was so excited. And then it's like all set on a spaceship. And it wasn't good. That's not that fault. But it's just, ugh. But why is that? Because it's not like there's that many references to be it. Well, it's not like there's a lot of space details, I don't feel like. It's mostly people in a room or people inside it could be any building, right? You mostly see hallways. Yeah, but you see people space. sitting around a table <laughs> and they're so. talking. I would agree that the the very long sequences of them landing and taking off. That was on the that one part. <laughs> that was one part. When they first land, they I was like, like, wow. Yeah, they put a lot, of, a lot of time. Yeah, they, they really invest in the spaceship landing on planet. <laughs> right. That did go on really long. And, and I did think, like, God, these have a real issue with taking off the landing, don't they? It's like just the most... You know, the highest drama of the movies is them taking off. I yeah. guess, you know, uh, maybe because it's a hostile planet or something. But it's like, isn't this what they do? Like, can they- <laughs> Well, then I liked whenever they got out. And shaking. They, the- they had their little, you know, moon gear on or whatever. And I went, oh, this is like Prometheus. And I heard Brian laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you like Prometheus, though. I did. So that's interesting. Yeah, see? Okay. So that's... I mean, it's the same thing. I don't know. But I also, like, I don't get really into... I like the Star Trek movies, but those that's because it was J.J. Abrams and they were fast-paced. And Yes, yeah, I think it. I would say it's the pacing where you are maybe a little impatient, don't have the but willingness I like to other sit movies and have things build are, up. But I like other movies that are very simple and slow-paced and are just like people talking but i think when you add in the space part it makes it boring to me is it because the people aren't pretty enough because they're all 70s tom scarrett was a fucking hunk are you kidding me (laughs) do you really think so yes interesting i've never uh thought that i mean that sounds mean to his beard he just looks kind of snaggly (laughs) well and sigourney weaver looked i mean she's she's just beautiful as a person to look at i don't know what that means because she's not like uh, conventionally beautiful. Yeah, well, she yeah, wears she like has no a... makeup or anything, as far as I know. This yeah, is I mean, she, yeah, she's just um, very angular. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, statuesque. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so it starts out very slow from the beginning. Delivered, delivered. I know that kind of like sets the tone, which is good. But for me, I was just like, oh, not again. I think it is kind of funny that the, even the title sequence is like just slow <laughs> build up, just the revealing the the title. Yeah, <laughs> you know what you're in for then, I guess. <laughs> That is a pretty suspenseful title sequence, though. But if you, like I kind of talked about during the movie, like if you just came into the theater in 1979, like I don't know what all the trailers gave away, right? How much when you you came into this movie did you really know it was going to happen? Yeah, the the trailer I'm familiar with that I've seen on YouTube is just like the egg, not even from the movie, but like a like a shot just for the trailer of like the egg cracking open and like light coming out and it's in space no one can hear you scream and it's like super vague and right. there's a few scenes of maybe Sigourney running through the hallways but yeah you have like no real yeah. clue of what's well that's good that they so did that so when you come into that and um and well, you're see, watching this it, you, know, you wait because I'm talking but I, I just think that you know if you're coming into the movie in 1979 because that's that's the audience that's the target audience right 
people have no reference to it. They have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. And these these long sequences, I mean, that does such a good job of building up suspense and wondering what is going on. Who are these people? What are they doing? What's going to happen? You know, and so these kind of long conversations, it just makes it feel normal. These are normal, regular people who look pretty regular, right? They're not, like you said, they're not great looking. They're, they look like average folks that you might expect working industrial jobs yeah, in space. Yeah, I think I saw really Scott somewhere say it was truckers in space, which I made a joke about it last night, yeah. but that's actually, I think, the log line for the... Well, yeah, and I, and I like that part that it did seem like this is just their regular life. The, yeah. the uh, Harry Dean Stanton and the other guy were like the lower worker people. And so you build up all of that, right? And it just seems almost like a character study or where it's like you're just establishing the relationships between these people. And maybe you don't know that, oh, shit's about to get crazy, you know, because they're establishing such normalcy at the beginning of it. I know, but for for some reason, it doesn't click with me. And I, I, I would much rather sit here and say I loved it. It's my favorite movie because it's a classic and everybody loves it. <laughs> but I'm trying to be... Honest. Yeah, I know. Okay. We're still going to judge you, but that's... That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so we're also talking about the credits. So Tom Skerritt was first. Yeah, before Sigourney And you're wondering why Sigourney Weaver... In the, but I was thinking that maybe they did that on purpose because you don't expect that this kind of like the... the Well, first the girl and the newcomer is actually going to end up being the hero yeah. and the survivor. So I don't know if they did it on purpose or they just wanted... They just thought Tom Skerritt would be a bigger draw. Yeah, back then. I did. I, I'm recalling all these old interviews from like my childhood on you know, VHS tapes of the Alien series, and I remember Sigourney Weaver saying that when she got the script, you know, she was like, "Oh God, you know, I don't want to do a sci-fi movie." Um, and then she mm. you know, obviously read it. Uh, well, it's not like she said I don't want to do a space. <laughs> <laughs> space is boring. <laughs> but when she saw like you know that. It wasn't necessarily that she was the main star because it was just, you know, she didn't know what part she was going to get necessarily. But when she saw that it was a strong female character that, you know, it, you know this is kind of before the final girl sort of thing, really. Right, right. Um, and, but when she saw that and how, you know, she's like, oh, wow, that's I've never seen that before. That's you know, really interesting. And that's why she signed on to it. So, But I think the idea was you certainly weren't supposed to know that, you know, that she would be the main the main heroine or the... I have to say, I mean, I know it's... I know it's well-covered territory to talk about how this, uh, I assume, was one of the, probably the first movie, right, where, like, the, the action hero, the superhero who saves the day is female, right? Yeah. And I know that's been covered a million times, but still, while we were watching it, it really blew me away at the end, just thinking this was 1979, and look, she's the last one. She's got the gun. She's kicking ass. She's she's the hero, and to do that forty years ago, I mean that's like a popular thing now, right? Yeah. Like uh, every movie now. Another cool thing about it is that it's not like they go out of the way to make her initially that likable. <laughs> I mean, like in the first movie, maybe one of the things about Ripley is this great action hero now, and you know, um, but she's pretty, you know, unpleasant at times during the movie. Like you know, she's mean to the uh, the two um, right to Yafet Koto and uh, Harry Dean Stanton, you know, kind of snobby. Uh, yeah, nothing but has nothing but contempt for Ash <laughs> the whole movie, even before she knows he's a robot. Um, she's you know subordinate to uh, Dallas, and and then when they introduce her, you know, she's just kind of there. They they, they take time before they even mm-hmm. you kind of register that oh maybe she's actually like because when they first show her, she's not really doing anything in particular. She's just one of the seven. Nowadays, they would have had her and Dallas had some sort of relationship or there was going to be some scene of them stealing away to make out or something, you yeah. know, but they didn't have any of that in there. I mm-hmm. like that. They didn't have to worry about um, 
I, I did read that there's in the original script because the idea was because they're in space and you know these long voyages that and it's far in the future that sex is like less of a uh, it, it doesn't really matter so much that you just randomly have sex with people and so the, the idea was that Scorny Weaver Ripley was actually with um, uh, Franca Cartwright's character huh. um, that they had a thing and that kind of explains why they, they have such sort of weird tension to towards each other because they kind of had they weren't like together but they had maybe hooked up and sort of had a relationship a little bit hmm. but they abandoned that at some point probably because it was 1979 and you right. can't do that <laughs> um, but I think really Scott's even acknowledged that, that that's sort of lingering this group but also that she was uh, that they, that she and Tom Skerritt also had you know hooked up and that was sort of implied and that, that was just you know not an admirable thing that all the crew members probably had hooked up at one point or another and it was just not really it's like why wouldn't you you know oh okay hmm. I like that they left that out. Well, so it, it did scare me right at, like, when they wake up. They're not where they're supposed to be. I mean, that's uh, disturbing. Yeah, I would say that first, you know, the first uh, 15 or 20 minutes of just the ship waking up, you know, kind of from hibernation, which sort of is supposed to kind of echo them waking up. I thought that's really cool. But also, that's the most, um, I think, going into it, especially the first 20 minutes, when it's even more deliberate than usual, just extra slow. <laughs> They're definitely sort of taking on 2001, I think, even in the stylistic choices. And uh, I think that that part of the movie is like in direct conversation with 2001, which was at that point the biggest touchstone as far as sci-fi movies go, except for Star Wars, which mm. had kind of just come out. And that's also more fantasy. Um, but I, I like the idea that they're kind of acknowledging that and just directly confronting it. But then, they, you know, at some point, it's like, no, we're actually about this, you know. <laughs> I think Ripley, I mean, Sigourney Weaver at one point said that, you know, going into Alien, everyone thought all sci-fi movies would be like 2001, like where everything's extra shiny and clean. And, and their idea is like, well, no, it's grungy and, mm. uh, you know, dirty and construction workers. And <laughs> Right. But the first 20 minutes, you don't necessarily know what kind of movie you're getting. So that's kind of, I think, why they had that. That's interesting. Uh, so, so they land on this sh- this planet because they get a distress call? Yeah. Okay. And so they go and investigate it. Yeah, they are contractually obligated to investigate. But they're not even sure what the distress call no. is saying. Yeah, well, I think maybe the – I think Ash, the science officer, maybe – Well, knows. he well, he's obviously got a – Yeah. Some, he, yeah, and he's just not telling them. But right. no one else knows because, A, they're not – they're just – they're minors. They're not – that's not what they do. <laughs> and, B, they, you know, they don't have time to figure it out. But, but then they do. I mean, Sigourney Weaver deciphers it while the other guys are down there on the planet. Yeah, she right. says it's not a distress call; it's a warning. Right. He's like, no, cool. <laughs> sure, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, she but then, but, says, "Well, I'm going to go warn them." This is when they're already on the ship. Right. And he goes, "Well, they'll already know right by now whether <laughs> whether it's a warning or not." <laughs> and she's like, "Okay." <laughs> I know. Well, then Veronica Cartwright says, "All right, guys." Lambert. Lambert. I was struggling to remember her name. Lambert. I'm not correcting you. I'm just. That's yelling out loud, but yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But her name's Veronica Cartwright, right? That's the actress's name. Yes. Okay. <laughs> she's also in the X Files. Oh yeah, yeah. The she says, "Let's get out of here, guys," and they say, "Let's go down in this big hole." Right. Yeah. How cool were those scenes, though, when they were they're like inside the alien whatever <laughs> that thing is, that world is, and there's like this giant cavernous area, and all you see are their tiny little lights within that. Yeah, well, it's that even weirder cool. when you realize most of that's like I guess matte paintings or something. I mean, that's all right. H.R. Giger or Geiger, whatever. I mean, yeah, those. Uh, that was uh, that was also like I just kept thinking about Matt Gorley doing H.R. Giger. Oh right, have you listened to that, Chris? No, what is that? So there's there's a podcast we listen to. 
anyway, one of the one of the guys comes in as um, in character as H.R. Giger, and he's just kind of you know crazy and, and nuts. And so we'll have to find that for you so you can listen to it. It's well, one so, of the funniest things. Yeah. Ever. So I mean, he plays it. His name's Matt Gorley. I've told you about it before. He has uh, one podcast called um, I Was There Too. But he did, he plays H.R. Giger. He did, he plays him on uh, Super Ego, which is their um, comedy troupe, and then. He does on Comedy Bang Bang, and he's on the Andy Daly podcast pilot project. Oh, I do like Andy Daly. Yeah. yeah. Have you listened to Andy Daly, Polly? No, but uh, I, I like him. He's on the REM podcast sometimes. Yeah. I just okay. like the way he talks. Oh, he's, he's great. He's he's a he's a fucking genius. Yeah, he was on Veep this season, too. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, he's popping up everywhere. He's, he's funny because he's, he's on a couple of shows Elise watch, watches. Oh, right. We're always like, hey. Yeah. And so now she knows who Andy Daly is. Why does John Hurt looks so different than he does now. I mean, I know because he's older, but... Are you thinking of William Hurt? There's a William Hurt and there's a John Hurt. Yes. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's why. But... <laughs> different people. <laughs> <laughs> but so he gets a um, an alien to the face. Yeah, so we should establish... Well, everyone's seen this, but yeah, so we're in the sequence where, you know, John Hurt, Lambert, and Dallas are, have left the ship and they've gone to the alien ship. Which did you recognize from Prometheus? Is that you? Cause you've seen Prometheus, and yeah, I saw it, but I saw it once. So. Okay, well, so the idea is that's oh, well, I guess the idea in Prometheus is that that's the same ship that they find, you know, mm. with the so the that fossilized body that they find in the chair is revealed in Prometheus to be you know one of the the engineers. Oh, uh, see, I never put yeah. any of that together. Basically, the whole idea of Prometheus is explaining, you know, to right. people like Chris Doty that always wondered what the creature was and the which is never really referenced again in any of the alien movies right but parentheses is explaining okay that's where that ship came from and that's anyway uh, i just wonder if y'all kind of caught on to that i didn't i'd like to watch prometheus again i haven't seen it either uh, since the theater yeah so they're in the um alien spaceship you're like what they find um the creature in the uh the chair with the weird gun thing I know oh right unclear what that is um, I guess it could be it's just a piece of space equipment so Kristen's is yawning <laughs> uh, but they notice if you notice his chest is burst open so that's your first clue the, oh I couldn't right. it I was couldn't. hard to see yeah. I have to say well I, I think they actually comment on something's exploded from his chest or something like that right yeah, um, yeah. but uh, but yeah you're right so then they find just a hole in the ground <laughs> and John Hurt just immediately you know, repels down there which you know I would I would just caution against that. <laughs> right. I mean, you've got, it seems like there's they've established Lenny to establish that point. But, or Sigourney Weaver maybe could have gotten there by then. Yeah. Well, if it's a warning, them. they would know by then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do hate the face hugger thing, you know, Brian, because I hate crabs. So I don't like that crab well, thing. Well, did that scene scare you? Because I, I still think that's a very scary scene, when, just when it comes out and gets them in the face. <laughs> um, It wasn't really scary. Yeah. But the coolest part is when they they take William Hurt back to the ship. John Hurt. Right? John Hurt. <laughs> and he's been attacked. And they cut his helmet off. And then you see it's revealed that that thing. I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty through disturbing. The helmet. Yeah. Well, then just the sight of it. Just how it so is gross. totally encompassing his entire face. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's also H.R. Giger. You know, I mean, the, that design, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's Yeah, I, I think he did everything. everything yeah. yeah, down to, like, the eggs. He designed the eggs all the way up to the... Hairstyles. To the hairstyles, <laughs> yeah. He did the wardrobe, too. <laughs> he, he found those tiny little underwear somewhere. Told Sigourney Weaver to wear them. We'll talk about that later, okay. but uh, I do have thoughts on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was... Yes, I think that that was very gross. And that was a great little uh, monster. 
And I like that it uh, when they cut it. Why are you laughing? It's <laughs> a great little monster. When they tried to cut it off, it had acid blood. That's pretty cool. That's a good defense. Yeah. It, when you really think about it, it doesn't. Like, how does that work? Because internally, wouldn't it just be eating its insides all the time? <laughs> I guess it has. It has. I mean, there are animals like just it's, it's cool having kids because you kind of start reading about um, bugs and stuff again. And there are some pretty insane bugs like the exploding ants, the one that have acid inside of them. Oh, and well. when they get attacked, they explode. And I don't know what's the point of that. They d- still die. But um, and then there's the uh, the assassin bug, you know, that sticks its uh, pointer pointer into the bug, shoots acid into it. And so it mixes all the um, so it melts all their uh, insides and then sucks it up. So, I mean, there's it's there's nature. A lot. Yeah. Nature is uh, tough. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a perfect defense mechanism, as you say. Um, but yeah, the scene where it's on its face, I mean, it's very, I mean, I know it's Giger and this is his thing, but it's obviously very weirdly sexual. I mean, yeah. Well, I was reading something about that, too. Apparently, like, the face hugger, the first one he made, looked too much like a vagina. So they had to alter it. <laughs> <laughs> because... well, I mean, and he was like, oh, no. Well, when they got the spaceship, too, they enter those two vaginas basically on the outside of the hole right that wasn't just me right i mean that, that's just this thing i mean it's kind yes, of I mean, we just have to acknowledge it we'll move on if we they, want. there was something else too that was shaped supposed to be shaped like a penis i forget what it was but yeah well i guess the alien's head is kind of phallic. maybe but uh, yeah he's just a nut <laughs> from what i know from matt gorley right. <laughs> who just is makes an impression but um so that, that yeah that was pretty scary when they came back and they were and it just disappeared and they're looking for it, and it fell down. That was pretty gross. I, think, it, I still think the sequence where they're just looking for it uh, right after that is still very scary to me. When it kind of just pops up behind Sigourney and <laughs> lands on her shoulder. Yeah, it's pretty right. gross. Also makes me laugh because that, that would just that would happen to me. Like, would, of course, it's going <laughs> to fall on me. Like, <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't have gone in the room in the first place. I would have taken a step back, closed yeah. the door, like, go get them, fellas. But I think what's extra scary about that scene is it's so disorienting because the camera. Because I think about this a lot. The camera when when it cuts that scene, all you see is John Hurt's face in close up. So you're like, okay, and it takes a minute to register. Oh, the thing's gone. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. So your mind it kind of does all these things. So there's like little layers of horror mm-hmm. that build up. And I, I like how she reacts too. She's not like super strong now. She just screams. Yeah. Like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Ash is you know very excited by the whole thing. Right. You know, barely containing it. Right. And so they find it. And it's dead, and they turn it over, and he starts poking at it. It's pretty gross. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But once they find it, you know, Tom Scare's like, okay, we, we're good. Let's get the fuck out of right, here. Right, right. And Sigourney's like, oh, no, we still have, like, hall deck B is, has no lights. And he says, oh, that's horseshit. Let's just take these drive. They probably need to stick around a little bit and make sure they're okay. And he's like, well, no, we need to just take Oh, off. that's interesting, because I was taking Tom Scarrett's side. I was like, who cares about the details? Let's get the hell out of here. Well, but if they, if they were able to stay on the planet, it'd be easier you know, they won't have to worry about, um, well, maybe it wouldn't make a difference. I don't know. Well, yeah, but it didn't seem like it backfired in any way. There was not some point where they were like, oh, see, I told you the the engine B block is going out. We should have fixed the air conditioning. See, I'm already first. getting tired just thinking about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, I mean, the idea is that they ended up being stuck in space with it, where if they stay on the planet a little bit longer, they'd at least be stuck on the planet with it. They could at least go outside and, like, hang out and <laughs> maybe just let it come out. And could they go, they back, go back and <laughs> land again then? Well, I think by then they're kind of far away. You know how they are with landings. I mean, <laughs> they're not so good at it. 
Um, Another 45 minute sequence. <laughs> but yeah, so then I guess that is like, is that the halfway point of the movie? And then, uh, probably, yeah. And then there, I mean, yeah, and that's still a great scene, but maybe it is because I've seen it so many times. Are you talking about the scene yes. when it emerges? Yes. Well, let's talk about that. Okay. It, that that's just a fucking great scene. Yeah. I mean, jeez. Yeah, I mean, every time I watch that, I mean, okay, so I rented Alien from the library, like, you know, when I was 12. I remember it was 1992, and the only reason I rented it because I saw the trailer for Alien 3 in the theater. I thought, oh, that looks cool. I should know what that's about. Oh, wow. And I remember my sister saying, oh, Alien's cool, and I think she meant Aliens, mm-hmm. um, because I'm pretty sure she'd never seen Alien. Well, yeah, I kept getting that confused, too. Um, uh, okay. So I rented it from the library, they did that, and probably the second one. And I had no concept, because even the trailer for Alien 3 was, like, super vague. I just knew it was Corny Weaver, and it was supposed to be scary. So I had no idea about the chest pressure scene. Although after watching, I'm like, oh, is that like space balls? <laughs> <laughs> but I was so scared by that. I mean, I still get a visceral reaction to it, mostly because, I mean, there's few things that I can think of in movies that affect me like that the first time I watched it. it was, And I used to have nightmares about it, like things just coming out of my chest. Aww. It's so, like, primordial. They, or, they do such a great job of just making it seem like things are back to normal. And I also think that's why all those beginning scenes – where it's kind of calm and normal and everybody's kind of talking and hanging out, those are so important to establish that kind of mood that, okay, things are kind of back to normal. Everybody's sitting around the table. They're talking to each other. This is kind of how things were before. And then you kind of are lulled into thinking like, well, I guess everything's all right. And then when he starts, when John Hurt starts losing his shit, and you have no idea what's coming. Well, yeah, but that's the that's the thing. I always have known. All right, and that's so kind of what I was saying. Yeah, so it's hard for me to just go back and yeah. pretend like I had no idea that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, but, so I guess but once if, the little guy comes out, I mean, he's pretty scary. He like hisses at them well, and runs away. I did hear you laughing a little bit. <laughs> because it was just like, he was just like, hello. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you watch it like 50 times, like I'm sure I easily have it, that, it's hard to be scared by the actual little creature itself. But the build up to it is mm-hmm. still so good you know like the blood going on from veronica oh, Cartwright. Yeah. well yeah and i guess you know, i've always just there's again there's just so much about it so i already knew that you know they surprised the cast they didn't oh, know it was right, coming right. Yeah, and I forgot about that, so yeah. and you, and you just see it in any of like any top 10 countdown of scary movies you know they show alien and so i've just seen it so much maybe that I, not, and it doesn't make it less scary but i just yeah like I, I would i would wager though that its impact has a lot to do with how you first saw it so if you don't have that memory at all and if, it, if, it, if it's always not been a surprise i suppose if that makes sense i think it just carries less well, i mean the first weight. time i saw it was with you guys but you probably even then i think you probably knew oh yeah yeah, yeah that's right. what i mean like and i said it had been referenced so yeah. many times i think you have the, almost have that muscle memory of the first actual scare because i do and it just freaks but me i out. wonder if i like the second one more because uh, that's the one i remember more with the little girl yeah but so you didn't and like that one either really i thought you yeah. liked that one i don't think she did because uh-huh. i was really surprised because i thought okay what well, she didn't like the first one because it was slow well this one is not slow this one is like action-packed well i'm not a dumb person Right? <laughs> Say you were a dumb person. I know, but it's just, I want to, like, love these, but I, I just don't. Well, I don't, I think that I don't want to get a bad rap. I always thought you liked the second one. I thought maybe maybe you just told me you did. I don't remember. I don't, I don't think everyone's thoughts on the sequels were. Oh, oh. I, <clears throat> and then I, 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 again, I kept, I couldn't remember if this one was when she got into the big suit. Is that yeah, the third the one? one. This is the second one. I don't know. Right. I don't think you've ever seen the third one, probably, because I, I probably knew enough to. <laughs> 
Most people don't like that one. But I think that's one of the challenges for anybody to go back and watch a classic, something that's been around for a long time and has influenced so many movies after it, is that, you know, because it's so established within the culture and you've seen it mentioned and referenced a million times, not just this movie, but kind of any movie, that without the context of seeing it the first time or just kind of understanding what cinema in the world was like when this movie came out, it's hard to really appreciate it in those terms. Like, um, like you know, Citizen Kane is considered like the best movie ever, right? Like everybody, when you have a list of the top movies, that's always number one. Right. If you watch that now, I mean, it's, it's not going to blow you away. You're not going to think, wow, this is the best piece of cinema I've ever seen in my life. But, and that's how that was my experience. But then I watched like the commentaries and I watched like Roger Ebert talk about it. And he starts explaining all the context behind it and all the, the kind of groundbreaking things that Orson Welles did to make this movie that had never been done before. And then you're kind of blown away by it. But you're not going to have that appreciation unless you have the full context. I do um, highly recommend if it's on YouTube or something, watching uh, the Alien documentary that they put out oh. when the with a box set a few years ago mm-hmm. um it's probably easily as long as the movie and they go way deep under uh-huh. like kind of all those things and like you know how i forgot how the cast didn't know about the the chest pressure scene and, right um and also it's just really interesting because really scott is so like such a grouch <laughs> and he, he really <laughs> talks about how difficult the shoot was and you know how no one really believed in him and you know uh and just how they it's kind of like, you know, if you read about the first Star Wars, like it's a miracle that movie even exists because they had so much going against it. Mm-hmm. Um, he also had a, anyway, I highly recommend it. all those documentaries on all those movies are good. Yeah. I'd like to watch that. Well, okay. So I love Jaws. Okay. And that is, I mean, that has similar like slow parts. You kind of see the shark, you don't, it builds up, but I love every part of that movie. So yeah. what is the difference? I would say Jaws is mm-hmm. not, I, I know what you mean, but Jaws Spielberg is such an uncanny storyteller, you know, like he couldn't be boring if he tried, really. I mean, back then, anyway. I don't think he, the pacing in that movie is so much faster okay. than Alien, for instance, even if nothing necessarily scary is happening. But even like, you know, we're meeting the characters, meeting Quint, meeting, I mean, all that stuff is still hugely entertaining, okay. aside from the fact that the shark isn't. I mean, is that what you mean? Like, that's Maybe. interesting. That's an interesting comparison. I wonder, if, yeah. They probably had that on their mind, though. I mean, I don't think Alien would probably be made without Oh, sure. Jaws. Yeah, I mean, there's a Jaws in space aspect to it. Yeah. It's just much more, I don't know, thoughtful, well, well done, I mean, cleverly done. I also like the idea of it just being like a serial killer stuck. This could be Jason. It could yeah. be, you well, know. There's a Jason in space movie, which <laughs> I suppose you haven't seen that one. <laughs> no, I haven't. But, um, but then I thought the, the whole, like, the AI guy was... Very disturbing. All oh, right. So did no, you, I, I didn't yeah. think did any you remember of that. that? No. I was like, why is he bleeding? Freaking out. I was like, why is there bird yeah. poop coming down his well, face? Well, there's a whole cool? weird sexual component to that, too, that oh. is just best left. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Yeah. Well, I, mean, the part, I was thinking battery I, acid. I still don't know what to do. Well, I mean, we'll just lay it on the table. But I don't know what to do with a scene where Sigourney Weaver is, you know, he's throwing her against the wall. And she's passed down. There's like all these nudie magazine pictures yeah. around her. And then he starts choking with a nudie magazine. Like stuff. It's like, what is happening right now? The, the sexual energy in that scene is just. Has anyone ever I've nearly choked seen that. someone with a magazine before? No. And it's so, and that's such a bizarre thing. Because you're not really sure. Like, what's he doing? And Can then you I still get, breathe with a magazine? I think it's like suffocating. Oh, I guess the, the force. Because yeah. obviously they just established he's incredibly strong. Because yeah. he's a, a, 
um, robot. So I guess just the force with it, she, he's shoving that in her mouth. Man. It's really, really weird. I mean, and I, and that, that scene always does kind of take me by surprise. Cause I'm always like, oh, I mean, I know he's a robot. But I just always kind of forget about that part of the movie. <laughs> right. That, that is so cool. Like you, that's, an, you just never see that coming when he's, yeah. when that white drop starts coming down his head and he plays that so cool, the facial expressions yeah. that he's making, which are just kind of distant and off. And also, when I never, I mean, I'm sure I've noticed this before, but before they even start fighting, Sigourney Weaver's nose is bleeding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I wonder, is, is that like a continuity error? Or are they just trying to establish that, like, things are just getting really, really, really weird all of a sudden? Or, like, like why is her nose bleeding? Oh, maybe it was, like, a he, that was after he had hit her? Yeah, I was kind of wondering, like, had something, mm-hmm. maybe they just cut something. But I think oh. it's more like just to kind of make you disoriented somehow, like... <laughs> Like she's, or she's so stressed. That is very disorienting. The whole scene is just very like, like what, like you had said, what is going on? But then the guys come in and knock his head off. I mean, it's all, it still looks like yeah. as good as it would. You did start laughing at that part when his head came off. <laughs> Laugh because it was so insane. Okay. Then. Not, I mean, it just like looked, it looked so disturbing. And then I just like how Sigourney Weaver was just like, hook him back up. I got questions. <laughs> and she's just like hooking him back up and putting his head. That was, that was gross right and that last thing that he says like before they unplug him like he had one more thing that he wanted to say and i don't remember what it was now but See, I you, you, have, you have my sympathies right you have my sympathies Whoa. yeah Good he's stuff. pretty evil um or is he i don't know <laughs> well he, he, but he was talking about like how this was a, a perfect organism organism but is it really mm-hmm. i mean it's seems like it well, it's not like it could Make me dinner or anything. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it can. I think he it seemed, means perfect he, in terms of He just, seemed perfect. He's a robot. Yeah. He can do things. Well, he went insane. Clearly not. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But I think the perfection from the alien just comes from its ability to survive in any environment mm. and not really be wounded. And it's probably still out there floating in space right now. Oh, it's, it's that, probably no, that would be boring. <laughs> that would suck. If like aliens would just been <laughs> just two hours of it floating in space. Well, that I mean, I lo- I, okay, I love gravity. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's in space. I mean, yeah. that is a lot going on, and plus the people are beautiful. I, I think I don't think some it's of that. It, I don't think it's that. I think, think it, no. Okay. Because um, that's just uh, also I think that that's one of the my not only if it's my biggest fear or anything, but when George Clooney gets sent off into space. Mm-hmm. That freaks me out. And maybe it's so that's all exteriors. Maybe it's the interiors in space that you don't like. Maybe. I was also just really into Sandra Bullock's character. I I identified with her because she was a mother. Um, so I think I think we've narrowed it down to that. It's not it's not space. It's this movie. But I, I want to love it. That's fine. You don't have to love it. Maybe I should. Um, Watch it again. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to convince you. I think it's interesting that you don't. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I think there's. I mean, that's not a that crazy. I mean, I can see how people think it's boring. I suppose up to a point. Yeah, we're not judging you. You are the alien, and we are Ash. <laughs> we are trying to understand you. <laughs> we're poking underneath. Hook her back up. <laughs> well, and then so the alien grows up very fast. Yes, and um, it wasn't as. As creepy as I remembered it being. I guess like when they kind of show him, you can kind of tell it's like a yeah. guy in a suit. He's got hands. Right. Yeah. The um, less they show, the better. Kind but of. but it's also like that was 
something you'd never seen before and yeah. nobody else had been studying H.R. Giger's paintings or they hadn't seen this so right. yeah. the way it, it moves around is much creepier like the, the sort of bizarre movements it makes uh, that don't seem to really make much sense um, right. that's much creepier than when, when they show the actual kind of full alien which is right. not very often but uh, like especially at the end when he just falls out of the cabin yeah it does just, like, it just, just like, like, <laughs> <laughs> just like a guy yeah I mean, um, but they, they, um, in aliens, they, um, it, it makes it much creepier and scarier and okay. less like a guy in a costume. Yeah. Um, we should watch that next. I think we should. Okay. Maybe we'll Is that on 4K? find some more. I haven't seen it on 4K, no. Uh, no I'm, I'm almost positive. I don't think any of Cameron's movies are. No, oh, Terminator right. 2 is. Terminator 2 is. Avatar is. No, oh. Avatar's on Blu-ray. Yeah. We just bought it. It's not 4K. Anyway. Well, and so, um... Then we get to so then poor Dallas. Uh, I mean, I, I guess that was a good. Um, How did he die? He went up oh, into the air shaft. That was so good. Yeah. And you don't think you think he's the uh, the high build guy? He's the captain, and right. he was like one of the first to go, which was interesting. Right. Yeah. How freaky was that though? When they he turns the light to the side and that thing just like reaches his hands out. Yeah, I guess, <sighs> but it just looked like hands, like. Like jazz, jazz hands. hands. <laughs> yeah. I will true. say that scene. It was scary. That scene it was very scary to me the first time, but that's one scene on repeat doing that it just can't scare me. So I can, you can actually see him in the background oh. if you look closely. I think they've maybe adjusted it for 4K where you can't. Oh. But I remember you can kind of see him like waiting, and then when the camera turns, he's like, yeah. <laughs> Which but the build up to it when they have yeah, like they're scary. telling him to get out, and yeah. she's like losing her mind. Yeah, yeah all she's that basically is basically crying. Scary. Yeah, that, that was really well and, done. And of course, the scene with Brett before that, when he's just walking through the Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton. That was really good yeah. too. Yeah. That's actually those... something that we watched the original cut, and I just realized on the director's cut, which is actually shorter for some reason. You may you may like it. He actually cut some of the. The landing sequence is like five minutes instead of ten minutes. Probably, yeah. I, I read it exactly. It was not anything substantial, but he trimmed some of the fat. He says, and I think it's mm. some of that type of stuff. But there's a scene that's really scary that I can't believe it's not in the original one. Where in the Brett scene, where you actually see the alien above Brett just like hanging in the chains. Oh, Ooh. like like uh, Tony Collette. Yes, and it's completely silent. There's no music or anything. It just and maybe the idea is you're not quite sure what you're looking at because it's so metallic and oh that's uh, not cool. And did, then did, they did we realize that in Hereditary that whenever uh, the kid is in his room the first time she's on the ceiling? I don't know if we realized it when we did the podcast, but yeah. I realized it subsequently. And then you see her again, obviously, twice in the living room. Yeah, yeah. And then whenever you said that you can hear her fall and scurry, <laughs> that gives me nightmares just thinking about it. <laughs> Also, on um, just one last thing on the Brett thing, you know, they're, they're, in the movie that we they're talking about how they found him, you know, Sigourney Weaver and yeah, that could have found Brett and he was dead, whatever. And the, and the director's cut, they actually show that. So uh, it's kind of interesting that they, for some reason, they cut that originally. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I really like that whole sequence. I mean, that, that was slow. I mean, there was a lot of sequences of him walking through different rooms, but I don't know the way they, they filmed it, the way yeah. they have so many shots of him like close up like that. And you keep expecting something to be back there behind him. Yeah. But the cat's just watching. The cat just watches and yeah. get murdered. Just but like do you church. Think the cat maybe the whole time was on the alien side. <laughs> I think so. I think they were buddies. You should call it cat and alien. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no there's no indication at any point in the movie that this cat likes any of them. Well, there was one time so so then when like Sigourney Weaver's in one area and Veronica Cartwright and Yafak Kodo. Are in the Parker, other, Parker, yeah. other area. 
she gets distracted by the cat. Mm-hmm. And she goes to like get the cat in a cage. So maybe the cat. I think the cat is working I with think, the alien. Well, I think. Well, I think. I think it's also her cat. It's not just. Well, yeah, but wouldn't you be like, okay, like, I can't worry about the cat. Yeah, well, we I do have like an how alien she, here. She gives Parker and Lambert like, okay, we got seven minutes, and we're gonna meet back here. You got, and she immediately is distracted by the cat. Which, <laughs> so. Yeah, it seems like I, I love cats too, but you'd have to kind of be like, sorry, I can't. Uh, I can't help you. I mean, you. I think I would make an effort, maybe. Not when you have two people's lives in danger over she here. She's really like him. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. I guess if I had to choose, if I ended up with she's just definitely a cat person. One person, I'd rather have macaroni to curl up with. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then he attacks them. So why was there? And I think um, Yafat Kodo gets stabbed. He gets the, the the face thing in his face. Oh, okay. But then, so why did they have to? Why did they have that sexual element where you see the tentacle like kind of go I, up? I think that's just gear. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I guess I get your point. It's not like he didn't direct the movie, but I, I think once you have that aesthetic, you just <laughs> you just have to go with it. But then, so what uh, did it do to her? I think that's just his tail, kind of yeah, maybe bringing just, it closer to her. But right, it certainly between is, her legs. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I but don't then, think, when you don't see them, and she's like hanging somehow, her yeah. legs are. All bloody. She doesn't have shoes on. What happened? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what all the alien does. I couldn't tell you that. Ooh, that's scary I, to think I, about. I think it's just doing its thing where it just, you know, gets it in the face. But, I mean, I think that's all sort of subtext. I don't, I don't but know. But I also, I mean, it doesn't eat them. It just murders. Yeah. Well, I think scary. that's another thing. If you look at the... Um, the original... There's even some deleted scenes where the original idea was it was like an aliens. It was bringing them back to some sort of... Mm. Hive area, and it mm. was impregnated them, but they right. abandoned that because uh, I don't know why. But that's that was the original idea, and then they picked that up again in, in Aliens. Oh. It wouldn't really make sense in the virtual anyway, because you know it's not a queen or whatever. So it's funny. Remember in Avengers: Infinity War when Spider-Man gets stuck on the ship with Iron Man, mm-hmm. and he says, "I saw this really old movie called Alien," mm-hmm. um, and I did not remember that, that that's how they got rid of the alien. Uh, so I knew that was how that was going to end because am I am I a millennial? <laughs> <laughs> I am so young, and so that's how I rem- then I because I didn't remember how she was going to kill it, but I remembered it because of uh, Peter Parker saying that that's uh, how they got rid of Alien and they sucked uh, that guy out. Right. Um, well, so um, I guess we're now we can talk about the the final sequence with the her underwear. <laughs> yes. So she's blown up the ship, you know, successfully. Um, and although she was kind of trapped with Alien, but, you know. That, oh, yeah, that was barely. I mean, she tried to stop it, I guess. Yeah, that's still very suspenseful to me. So yeah. she ran and. Calls still... the ship a bitch. Yes. <laughs> and she's so crazy. But, uh, <laughs> you know, she makes it back to the rescue ship. And I, I guess you must know that obviously the alien's in there. But in my mind, I don't really remember. I actually couldn't think. I was assuming it was. Yeah. But I really couldn't. Remember, I that's, thought maybe that was it. Yeah, I can, that's one of those things. I can't remember what I thought when I first saw it. But nowadays, just knowing how horror movies work. Well, so what's the famous scene when they when it's like comes down right next to her face? Is that Aliens? That's in Alien Three. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I think it's in. They do that in Aliens, right? Well, uh, it depends. I mean, if you're talking about the one where she's like bald, I don't remember the, she's bald. Yeah, there's but. that's what I'm thinking of. But I'm sure. I mean, it happens a lot, but the one where it's like right. <laughs> it happens all the time. When it's right there in She's her like, face. She's like, not again. That's definitely. Why did she stay on Earth? Is there an Earth? Yeah. They're going back to Earth, right? Yeah. Okay. It opens, aliens opens on Earth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, kind of. Um, 
But yeah, when they're in the um, escape vehicle, what do they call it? What's it called? Escape shuttle? Right. Yeah. I remember that the alien is in that, but I didn't remember like how, where, where it came out, like how it was, it was revealed. Yeah. I think it's kind of sleeping. That's adorable. Yeah. yeah it's kind of hanging out in there. Yeah. It's like giant head. Yeah. It's kind of being like, just kind of like a cat, just lounging. <laughs> yeah. I kind of wonder if that's why they have the cat so much in the movies to kind of make you think the alien's kind of cat-like, you know? Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. So Sigourney Weaver's underwear. What are what are those? Yeah, you you commented last night that that's the smallest pair of underwear you've ever seen in your entire life. Yes. Um, I wonder is it just because Sigourney Weaver is just a very large person? <laughs> <laughs> She's so long they can't find underwear. They don't make underwear. Right. <laughs> I, I, I liked her like her like seventies butt. Like it's not toned. It's yeah. just like a little a little butt. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was thirty. We established. Oh yeah. In this movie, yeah. Right? yeah. 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 But also in a movie that where none of like you said earlier, there's no real. There's certainly no sex in the movie, none of that, no relationships, and 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 all the sexual parts in the movie have all been just through metaphor or through the alien. Right. Right. It is weird to suddenly get to the end and then suddenly have this sort of explicitly kind of. But maybe that I guess that's if you think about it deeper, maybe she it's showing that she felt safe. Yeah. Oh yes. Right. So that's she a good is point, yeah. she is in her her skivvies because she feels safe and yeah. she doesn't feel vulnerable anymore. And I, I remember it more as like she fought him for a while, like running around in her, but she really wasn't. She took off her underwear and then she snuck away. I mean, she took off her clothes. She was in her underwear, yeah. the tiniest little underwear. <laughs> and then she pretty quickly went and put the suit on. So it wasn't like it was that long. Right. Again, I remember it like of her like running around. And That's more aliens. She's in that desert again. Well, no, no, no underwear. underwear. Oh, okay. But there's a lot of running around. I, know. I guess it's just like the idea that on set that day, they're like, well, we need some underwear for Sigourney. <laughs> it's like, all we have is these toddler briefs. <laughs> no, but... they're like, all we have are these normal human beings oh. here. And it's when we have a seven foot five lumbers in and <laughs> puts them on. And it's like, okay. Oh. I liked them. I know. <laughs> Sorry, I just really felt like I should say that. Okay. <laughs> Are you hiding a boner down there? <laughs> I'm not hiding it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but that scene—that's uh, a good point. That she was not his boner, but <laughs> but that uh, that she's sort of extra vulnerable there. Yeah, and that's kind of what yeah. I'm suggesting. Right. But when the alien comes out with his little hand, that's still very scary. And she's yeah, mm. and she's like, oh shit. Yeah. But I did like that. It kind of just like stretched, like oh, <laughs> and then curled back up and went back to yeah. sleep. <laughs> and then I guess so. She scared it. And then um, sucked it out. And yeah. then finally she gets to go to sleep with her kitty cat. Yeah. But it's also, you know, the fact that it kind of sleeps there. I mean, it knows he's, she's there, obviously. You think? I think so. I mean, I think that's why it reaches his hand out. Like, you know, go away? Yeah, like a cat. You know, like you know, you know, like cats, like when they murder things, they don't do it because <laughs> they have to. <laughs> so it's kind of the alien. It just sort of, eh. <laughs> I'll just murder these guys. Or I may not because I'm like, you know, an alien. It doesn't really matter. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of like a cat. Um, so I don't want to go on record and saying that I hate the movie or anything. Like, I just, I don't, I wanted to, I guess what I mean is like, I wanted it to be like one of my favorite movies, like, like you guys, or mm-hmm. like how it's kind of, uh, and then, so I'm just kind of disappointed that it's not, but it's not because of the movie. It's obviously something in me. And I accept that. Some shortcoming. Some shortcoming in me. <laughs> no, I really think if you were to, if you were to sat down in the theater in 1979, I think I it would have blown you away. Oh yeah, Sure. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I think this this has a lot to do with just the challenge oh, of watching okay. classic movies that um, have been referenced so many times. I think it's, it's also, hard to I see think I have the same thing. Eyes. 
with the original Star Wars movies. Yeah. Like, I never saw them as a kid, really. Like, they were kind of on. But again, nothing about it interests me. But what is the difference between, like, not really being sucked into the Star Wars movies, but I loved the Indiana Jones movies. And I watched them over and over again. What There's a difference there. But did you watch those when you were a kid? Yeah. Well, the Star Wars movies were on. Like, my brother watched uh-huh. them, and, but, and my sister liked them. But I just... Every time they were on, it just never pulled me in. Well, I think those, Space. especially the first Star Wars. Well, no, I think it's also pacing. That first Star Wars, the beginning of it, I mean, it's pretty slow. And mm-hmm. you've got a couple of robots walking in the desert for a <laughs> yeah. good amount of time. They both have Harrison Ford, though. But Indiana Jones, I mean, that starts out minute one. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And it right. doesn't stop. And again, that's Steven Spielberg. Maybe it is the difference of like the... Yeah. I mean, I guess George Lucas is similar to Steven yeah. Spielberg, but yeah. Well, the Star Wars, the first one famously kind of came together in editing, like, yeah. Hmm. Maybe I just love Steven Spielberg. Yeah, well, who doesn't? I mean, my nieces watched the original Star Wars and they liked it, but they definitely would probably argue that, you know, it's like their least favorite because they've seen all the other ones and you know, there's again like the any surprise or you know, any, you know, you can't say like be, be excited by the lightsaber fight in it for instance because it's like Oh yeah, right. yeah, you can't be um, you can't be shocked about Darth Vader, and I still gasp every time. <laughs> All right. Any last thoughts on Alien? Um, I guess well, you know. So, do you consider it even a horror movie? Do you think it's more horror or more sci-fi? Oh, I know that's like a, a thing that gets like too, too thrown often. around, right? Yeah, okay. Um, I think on most like most. Like top horror movies, it's in there. It usually is, okay. but sometimes they put Jaws in there. I would say this is much more horror than Jaws. Yeah, Just, sure. Um, yeah. So if you can say Jaws is horror sometimes, then this is could definitely be horror. Yeah, I suppose this is the first sort of sci-fi movie we've done. Um, but I think it's probably more. I mean, to me, the sci-fi stuff is just sort of incidental. I mean, I know you disagree strongly, but I mean, it seems like it's more of a horror movie to me than a. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, I don't understand how you can just because it is sci-fi and in space, it doesn't change the elements of it. It's, yeah. it's still. I mean, like I said, it could be Jason in there. It's still a monster movie. Avoid. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it just has a little more. It does have more science to it. It has more going on in the subtext than probably most monster movies do. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I mean, I I will say you know. The special effects in the movie, I know most of it is like super practical and a lot of paintings, but I mean, I think it still really holds up as far as, like there's nothing in the movie that ever looks like, say, fake to me. Like even if you watch the first Star Wars now, you'll kind of see a few things that are kind of creaky, but I mean, do y'all agree or? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the only thing that looked, is just kind of like you said, I think when the, the little guy comes out of the stomach and he yeah. scurries across the, the table, I mean, that seemed a little. Yeah puppeteery but yeah um, right yeah i guess everything except the actual full-on alien but you know like with the planets and all the, the sets yeah. looked so great i just loved every interior i love the little room where they have um where they talk to mother with all the little lights yeah. I, I love that I, I want a room in my house i was gonna like say that. that looks like a little room that you would like to go and take a nap in <laughs> i like that very much i just need to be able to control the lights on my phone <laughs> it would be funny if you you know would you like to see my computer room? And you, <laughs> right. people are like, what is going on here? And I would like um, a Nostromo jacket. Like they were all very oh, cool. Yeah, that cool. would be yeah. cool. I wonder if they sell those. They have to. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they do. Has anyone ever cosplayed as Ripley in her underwear? Oh, I'm sure. I was thinking that if I, if I was young, I wish I would have not not even um, her in her underwear. But I just love their shoes. Like they're like. Uh, high tops huh. yeah, and like that whole outfit yeah. and then like the jacket and her hair if I could permit right. that'd be awesome yeah 
Yeah, it's I like the jackets. Pretty stylish movie. Yeah. Um, okay, well, so that's uh, Alien. Any final thoughts beside our previous final thoughts? Or? <laughs> I'm excited to see Aliens yeah. now. It's going to be just like last time where I'm going to think this is the one Kristen will like, yeah. and then at the end she'll be bored again. Yeah. Maybe I will not. say Let's Aliens see. has just as much of a sort of slow buildup as Alien. Well, and people say, oh, that's one of the ones that people say, oh, sequels are bad, and they always say, except for Godfather and Aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll watch it again, and I'll have an open mind. Cool. All right. Okay, so it seems a little hard to believe, but is there a a true crime that we can link to Alien? (laughs) Well, not exactly. I guess that's good news. (laughs) Um, We thought we'd do something a little fun and uh, bring back uh, a fan favorite. Who's that? She's got her mouth full of Twizzlers right now. But so uh, Elise is going to help us out with this one because now Elise doesn't uh, famously doesn't like scary movies or anything horror related, but she likes um, bugs and animals and gross things like that. I was cleaning up the other day and I found a small bag of animal bones that was said, Elise's bones <laughs> don't throw away. Right. And so I said, Elise, would you please go put these somewhere? And she said, all right, I'll go put them with my other bones. <laughs> Where exactly are you getting bones from again? School and the woods. From school and the woods? Mm-hmm. So you're at school and your teacher's just handing out bones? Well, they did owl pellets. They did owl pellets and I, I helped with that and that was pretty cool. Like there was... They did owl pellets. You know, you dissect owl pellets. Oh, this had to be explained to me also. I've never oh, heard of this. That's so weird. I've never heard of that either. Oh, it's like, so owls, they can't digest hair and bones so they throw up everything else and it comes out like in a uh compressed yeah and then you take your children and you (laughs) (laughs) and then they like they run them through a sanitizer type thing and then the kids dissect them right yeah i remember now okay and um we never did that and then she also found a skull out in the woods and we uh and we boiled it and she has that in her room jeez she also likes to. This look, is what happens while you're at work. It's all very disturbing. <laughs> she also really enjoys looking at uh, roadkill, right? Talk. Yeah. I'm curious. So when you see like roadkill, what do you do? You make your mom pull over? Or <laughs> no, I just look at. Just kind of look at. It. Okay, well that's that's normal. I think. So you have. Oh, some... and then the other day, well, let me tell uh, tell you one more thing. There was a uh, about three turkey vultures across the street that were um, pulling apart a squirrel, and she ran over there to watch. <laughs> And then Adam came and he picked up the squirrel's tail and it was disgusting. And oh we had goodness. to run him back in and wash his hands. <laughs> I wonder what our our listeners by think. By the bone. He did up by the bone. He picked, he picked up, the, up oh. by the bone. I wonder what our listeners think, uh, what kind of world they think we live in, <laughs> where there's just carcasses and bones out <laughs> in the woods behind our house. Yeah. Like what kind of strange the, actually the Mad Max wasteland? <laughs> right, it does seem very post-apocalyptic. Carcasses everywhere. <laughs> well, so again, I couldn't. We didn't obviously think of a uh, quote-unquote true crime. I mean, I'm sure there could have been something about no <laughs> space. Well, that was interesting too. Like even when I was looking up, I was telling Brian, you'd think that like with space exploration, like thousands of people would have died in the. Uh, pursuit of this but really it's it hasn't been that traumatic you know there's been a couple um close calls and then a couple tragedies but really all in all 
space None of them involved aliens, really. No aliens, and then most people come back safe, yeah. which is great. You would think there would at least be one person that went space crazy. Yeah, or space crazy, or yeah. someone who got trapped in space, but, I mean, luckily nothing, none of that, that, that happened. That we know of, I mean. I mentioned some of the crazy bugs that were like the alien, and so we decided that Elise and I would uh, research some real parasites that the alien was based on. And so, what did you come up with, Elise? I found the itch me humanity. So that's its scientific name, I assume. Does it have yeah, like all a more? Yeah, scientific names except one. Does it have a common name? No, not really. Huh. Okay. The itch me humanity. I can't pronounce it, but... That looks right. Each new monoday, we'll say. How it's about that? It's a wasp family that preys on insects. An adult female wasp will lay her eggs within a host through a process known as ovipositing. Oh, so that's actually a thing. The eggs will grow and develop into larvae, which will feed on their host inside and out. Somewhere along until we... They will actually die or be kept in a state near death until finally the little wasp spins a cocoon around and or within its host, eventually emerging as an adult wasp. So that's... So that's it's pretty close. Pretty disturbing. I think I'm going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, and it does it inside of um, other bugs. Yeah. And then, yeah. It, and then so the baby... So it's, it's... Yeah, it's only... It's actually worse because it actually keeps it alive, mm. doesn't it? Oh, my god. And it gosh. goes after its own kind, kind of? I think it will lay in... Other insects? Yeah, yeah other uh, insects. Whoa. Is there like a picture over there? Or? Yeah, there's a picture. Well, and we'll make a little slideshow uh, and put okay. it on our Instagram. Can if I see? If you want to. This is just That's the little fine. wasp. Okay. It's not anything too bad. Yeah, I couldn't find a picture if where it was inside the bug. <laughs> okay, so this next one is really cool. Do you know how to say that word? Xenomorph. Xenomorph. It's actually Xenomorph. named... After, After alien. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Huh. That's cool. Do you want to uh, read that one? Yeah. Um, a University of Adelaide. 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 I in <laughs> Australia. Australia. PhD student has discovered new species of wasps. Xenomorph because of its par- parasitic life cycle that echoes the predatory behavior of the alien movie franchise Monster. Monster. New species. Dolinxia genidia. A xenomorph injects its eggs into live caterpillars, and the baby wasps slowly eat the caterpillar inside out, bursting out once they have eaten their fill. What? The wasp larvae then grow into adult wasps and hunt down its next victim and start the life cycle over again. <laughs> Did you write what? that? <laughs> I mean, that's insane. Yeah. Where Can is I see it? Yeah. Does that live in Australia? I think so. Probably. I'm telling you. I mean, yeah. Don't go to Australia. <laughs> and we also just have another little picture of another type of wasp. Yeah. Again, it's not it's not graphic, but oof. So should, wouldn't there be video of uh, this chest bursting thing happening with insects? Well, there could be. I don't want to see it. <laughs> Gross. Well, yeah, I'm sure they study them. But then, yeah. but then, yeah, so then they eat inside the... And they, they lay them inside baby caterpillars. So, so I guess they were, sad. if they're named xenomorphs, and they must have been discovered pretty recently. I yeah, guess. I think it said like 2014 or something when mm. I was looking it up. Wow. So what's this next one? How do you say this? From Fromina, I think. Fromina? Fromina. Oh, 
The saltwater crustacean Fermina is a shrimp. The parasite hollows out giant plankton called salps. Salps are barrel-shaped gelatinous zooplankton that drift through oceans. They're sometimes, like, in chains and stuff. Oh. Fermina then attacks these lonely creatures. We're not that lonely. And make them their hosts. Then it's rude, with, isn't it? Then, then with its sheriff claws, it carves away their insides, leaving an empty barrel-shaped structure. It then climbs inside and sails to sea within the empty salps, all while raising its young. Mm. It sails to sea? <laughs> yeah, they just float around the, the uh, sea. Uh. So they scoop out everything inside? Yeah, like this is so like if, inside. Think about it like if they scooped out all your insides and then just used you as a yeah, I don't want to think home. about that. Yeah, that's yeah. Some, something it I want to think about like, at all. It actually has, like, stuff inside. Like, that looks like a I, I like how they describe it as they sail to sea, like a <laughs> off on a For romantic voyage. <laughs> so you can see them inside the creature. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> this is more disturbing. So is this movie. something that you actually wrote up, at least? Well, there was, there was some, like, paragraphs that I just... Kind of copied? Yeah, just okay. copied, but I, I changed it up some. Yeah. yeah. And, and we'll put the sources in our thing so people can see where we got our information. Yeah. And, and this is the one that you found. Very yeah. good work product. Ophiocordyceps unilateralis. This one's kind of... That is... I can't believe you said that. <laughs> That's about looks right. The zombie ant fungus controls an ant's mind. When the fungi infects the carpenter ant, it starts draining its nutrients and hijacking its mind. Over the course of a week, it compels the ant to leave the safety of its nest. Then, it leads the ant to a nearby plant stem. It stops the ant at the height of 25 centimeters, a zone with the right temperature and humidity for a fungus fungus to grow. It forces the ant to lock its mandibles around a leaf. Eventually, it sends a long stem. I said stab. <laughs> I mean, I meant stock. A long stock through the ant's head, growing a bulbous capsules of spores. <clears throat> and because the ant typically climbs a leaf that over hangs its colonies. I didn't meet a puppy cousin there. The ant typically climbs a leaf that overhangs the colony's four raging trails. The fungal spores rain down onto its friends below, zombifying them in turn. Wait, I... Uh, what? I need... <laughs> It's a fungus. So, so a fungus. How does the ant get the fungus? The ant will eat the fungus without knowing, really. Okay, and then the fungus. And then it kind of screws up the ant's brain. Yeah. It sounds like the X Files episode where Mulder and Scully get the fungus and start hallucinating, and then the fungus tries to like you know slowly eat them as they hallucinate the rest of their lives. Remember oh that? yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Well, so the, the fungus actually grows outside of the ant's head, and it controls the ant, and it makes the ant go to its friends and, and drops the fungus, and then they all become zombies, too. It's like a wow. big furry ant. A what? A big furry ant. Like, the fungus covers it. What? Kind of. Uh, yeah. Is this in Australia? <laughs> Probably. No, I don't, I don't know. That's, That's disturbing. Well, that is uh, very disturbing, at least. Thank you. Yay. 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 Thank you. So we show that nature is, again, you have proven that nature is scarier than any movies we see, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, any things you've been watching? What have you been watching? You've been playing Animal Jam again. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really all. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Elise. Goodbye. Thank you, Elise. Thank you. Can I get a twist? Sure. You earned a Twizzler. Yay.
<laughs> She's out. Bye. 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 All right. Well, so that concludes our episode on Alien. Um, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And please join our Facebook group. Sometimes groups are better. Are you talking to me? <laughs> yes. And and you. Both of, neither of you are on Facebook. And then follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we still have an email. Sometimes deadpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at sometimes dead four. On Instagram, we're at sometimes dead podcast. And slide into our DMs. I don't think anyone's ever slid to my DM before. Oh. <laughs> She's even sad. She <laughs> <Just> sounds gross. <laughs> I know, doesn't it? Anything else, Brian? Nope. Thank you for being a guest. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to um, Aliens. Oh, okay. Yeah, me too. I'm inviting myself. <laughs> oh, we're going to do a whole episode on that? Sounds like it. Oh. oh sorry. <laughs> no, I- I'm definitely. You let me know. Okay. I'm available. All right. We'll check your schedule. All right. Thank you, guys. And good night. Good night. Bye.